Welcome to the Gideon's Church Speaker Program, where our mission is to help develop more and better speakers. Whether you've been speaking for decades or just thinking about getting qualified, you will find valuable tips, lessons, and inspiration here. This is Sean Graver from the Tacoma Northwest Camp in Tacoma, Washington, and now here is this week's episode. Our guest today and his wife are members of the Skagit South Camp in Cedarwilly, Washington. He's been a member of the Guineans International since 1988, serving in a variety of leadership roles at the camp and state levels. Currently, he is state regional director as well as camp chaplain and camp membership chairman. I'm very happy to be speaking with Sam Brode today. Hello, Sam. Hello. So, Sam, tell me, what motivated you to become a church ministry speaker? I'm not really quite sure, other than at the time I joined, I had it hadn't been too long since I had been through a program called the Dale Carnegie Program, which is has to do with uh, speaker development and personal relationships. And I went through that program as a student, and then went through it the second time as a student teacher. And when I joined the Gideons, I just felt that I had the it was something I wanted to do, and so I went about finding out how, what I was supposed to do and got qualified and haven't looked back. So had you already had some experience speaking in, in front of groups? Yes. Through the course of being in the insurance arena, I was doing presentations to people and also to groups, and I wound up being uh, installed at one time of the, I think they call it the Pacific Northwest Life Underwriters Association, something like that at the time. And uh, so I had to learn how to address groups. Well, that comes in handy for something like this. And now when you're preparing to do a presentation today, I, mean, I know you're, you're a pretty prolific speaker and you speak to not only church groups, but to, to other groups. What does your preparation process look like, though, before you go into a church presentation? Well, first of all is knowing the time that I'm going to have and then also calling the pastor during that week before the presentation and confirming the time and seeing if there's anything particularly that pastor would like to have brought out or said. And then once I've established the time for sure, then I take my testimonies and I will select out those testimonies that I feel will probably fit that particular church the best. If I know the church well enough, if it's a church I haven't been to, well, then you go in with a program, and then in the course of going to the Sunday school, sometimes you know, I wind up changing a testimony. But if I haven't given the testimony, I will take that testimony, and I will break it down so that and reword it in my words in the way that I think so that I can give it in a manner that is effective by being excited about it and having voice uh, fluctuations in giving the testimony to emphasize and de-emphasize certain things, but also I time that testimony. I get it down to a certain specific time frame, and I go through the testimony enough times to make sure I've got it down so it fits within that either 30 seconds or one minute or two minutes, whatever the testimony needs to be. And then uh, I do that with each testimony, and if it's a testimony I have been using for uh, a bit, uh, I make sure that I review it and I still rehearse it to make sure I'm doing it in the time frame it's supposed to be. Then I put the time on each testimony. Then I can, uh, as I put testimonies together for a 10-minute presentation, then everything is timed, and I can put it together and know exactly whether how much time I'm taking up. And if I'm running up against 10 minutes, I will take usually will take a testimony out and give myself a little room of at least 
a minimum of 30 seconds room so that I don't run overtime. And the, other, the next element is is making sure that you pray over the presentation and ask the Lord's help in uh, delivering the message clear and understandably and not uh, mumble the words. Don't uh, speak too fast, which I have a tendency to do, so I have to pace myself and make sure I slow down enough so that I'm not running things together too much. In going to the church and listening to the pastor, if I'm on at the last, I get to hear what the pastor has to say as far as the message is concerned. If the pastor brings up something about something that of their own experience during the church service, and it speaks to me, and I can say, well, I have a testimony that relates directly to what the pastor just got through saying. Sometimes I will take a testimony out and put a different testimony in while I'm sitting there. That's how I do my uh pretty much how I do my preparation. And I also start the preparation for each church service. I have one coming up like uh, this Sunday, and I've already started in my mind preparing what I'm going to do and get my notes out and uh, and start going through them. And I will do that maybe several times before I finalize uh, what video I'm going to use and where I'm going to put it. And the same thing that would be a testimony video as well as the Bible Bible card program video. And that would be the one-minute video for the 10-minute presentation, and it would be like a one-minute testimony video. And that's pretty much how how I prepare for a 10-minute presentation. Sam, there's a lot of people that are probably thinking, you've been doing this a long time, but yet you're rehearsing still and and going through a lot of preparation. Why do you take the extra time to do that extra preparation and rehearsal? I don't like to stumble around a testimony or or sit there and read the testimony. My notes are before me, but the way that I word it or I have it lined out so that it's really basically me talking and not not somebody else. So I'm effective in giving that testimony so I can emotionally, if you will, charge the audience. Because the testimony is what allows the Holy Spirit to speak to the people in the audience that, yeah, that's really great. I would like to help out with this ministry. I want to make sure some Bibles are available so that uh, you can keep leading those guys to the Lord in the jail, for, uh, as an example. That's, that's basically why I do it, because I don't want to be going through the testimony and not remember what the next line is. I'm not a gifted person in being able to have it. I don't have a photographic memory in it. Uh, things don't play in my mind like it would does for some people. So I need to make sure I have it down pat and, uh, and very familiar with that testimony, even though may, I may have given it six times already. As you're preparing to come up to the podium to speak, what's in your hands? What do you bring with you? I have my notes. And my notes are put together in a little six-ring binder. It's basically pocket size. It'll fit in a suit coat pocket real easily. I'll have that. I'll have a testament. I'll generally have a a full Bible and usually a a Gideon card. And that's usually all I take to the podium with me. Because the testament, I usually use the testament and demonstrating like in a jail ministry, I will take hold that testament up and I'll turn it to the back page because actually the testament has somebody's signature in it that left it behind. And it's one I picked up at the jail, and people probably can't see it from the audience, but I'm sure the people in the front row gets to see see that there's a signature there. But I use it as uh, how I uh, lead somebody to the Lord. I use the back of the testament. Because I'm also wanting to emphasize that the testament is important to the people so that they understand that the testaments contain a plan of salvation. And if they're going to contribute to the ministry, the plan of salvation is there. People can accept the Lord with or without me. And I feel, I feel that's uh, important that they understand that. Yeah, that is important. As you're beginning, how do you how do you typically like to open your presentation? 
that depends sometimes on the congregation. Uh, I usually will start with a uh, a real good testimony, something that grabs them uh, their attention right away, or I uh, sometimes start with a one minute, ten second uh, video that comes up on the screen, and then I go right into other testimonies, and I always preference my testimonies with a headline, like one that I have is called Miracle from a Helicopter. That grabs their attention right away. A hungry new net fisherman from the Yumel Peninsula in Siberia went looking for food and prayed to any god that might hear him, asking for a sign. Not long after he finished his prayer, a Bible fell from the sky and landed near him. He went back to town with a copy of God's word saying, I have received a sign. Today he is part of a church where there are 30 new net Christians. The scripture were thrown out of a helicopter by two government officials who saw no need for the books that were in boxes of relief food. Isaiah 55:11 is true. That could be an opening testimony. I've used it that way. Sam, I think you have just given a tremendous example. You've really exemplified it there. You are putting the story into your own words. You're using the emotions just like you've described immediately. Mm-hmm. Within five seconds, I'm drawn into your story. I'm hanging yeah. on every word. And I think the key there, though, is what you you really identified earlier. You are putting it in your words. You're not changing the story content, the factual bits about it, but you're wording yeah. it in a way where it's your voice and it's you actually connecting and telling that story to someone. Yeah. Another one I have is that I sometimes will start with is that joy in jail. <laughs> and you ask yourself... You must be an idiot. But, <laughs> but during the Bible study at the Skagit County Jail, Warren Farnsby and Tristan Johnson accepted Jesus and signed their testaments. Then I go right on to the next testimony. What did that take me, 10 seconds? And there you go. A testimony does not have to be five minutes long and read word for word You know, as you get on the connection. You can get yeah. the essence of the story and deliver it in a way that's in your voice. I could go on for 10 minutes on how these guys come about doing it and give you all a rundown of all the details. However, I don't remember it simply because of the fact that I didn't write it down. I didn't need to. <laughs> well, I could I could go on for 10 minutes just listening to you tell them. Or you've got a very compelling way of communicating those, so <laughs> those are great. When it comes to the, the call to action, assuming that it's going to be you asking for the prayer support or asking for the financial support or membership support. How do you, how do you approach that? I kind of mix it up a little bit because I try to maybe make a statement or make a one, one liner like after that testimony from the new nets, because of your support in this ministry, the testaments were available in that helicopter for those guys to throw out something along that line of the, the testimony allows it. I have what is usually called a call to action. I don't tell the people that. I have it labeled for myself. And I simply say, your help is needed to help get God's word out. And here's how. You can use the Gideon Bible card program. Give a card, send the word. Join with me as we watch a short video on how you can do that. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's good. Pray for the Gideons. Put us on your prayer list as many areas of distribution are difficult. You may give a gift today if you're prepared. Use the bulletin insert. Uh, use the QR code. You can use a credit card check. Or if you're old-fashioned, you can even use cash. And if you're not prepared today, take the envelope home with you and send a gift that the Holy Spirit leads. An investment of a dollar, that should be a dollar thirty. Uh, that needs to be revised, provides a scripture, and includes all costs to place it in the hands of one who needs it. Men, if you are regarded as a business professional uh, person and you are looking for a ministry, consider the getting ministry. See me after service.
I can't get everything in 10 minutes, but they can come close. That's generally the appeal of the uh, call of action uh, that can be done at the end. Some people do it different ways, but I kind of have it in there. Then I usually close with a with a strong testimony. As a speaker, I try to uh, play, uh, get the emotions of people working and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to them. Now, that's, I think, a really important point that you just brought up. The reason that we prepare, the reason we rehearse, the reason that we put things in our own words is because we're, we're there to, to draw out the emotions of the people we're talking to, to move them to action. Yeah. But we're, we are there just as a communicator. We are there to help prepare them, much like worship music and much like a message, uh, is, is to prepare them so that the Holy Spirit can work through their heart and guide them to what he would want them to do. Ab- absolutely. And sometimes that's extremely effective because uh, in a 10-minute presentation and you walk away with an $800 offering, that, that's not too bad for a day's work, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> but that's but it's nothing that I did. I didn't have anything to do with it. It was all what God did through me. That's I'm simply the conduit. Exactly. And he can't work through me if I'm not if I am not prepared so that it is, so that he can work back through so the Holy Spirit can uh, allows me to get the emotion or uh, voice fluctuation and if the testimony affects me and I get a bit emotional about it what is it going to do for you? Right. Sam, in the situation where the pastor says that, you know, go ahead and uh, ask for the offering and, and, you know, you're going to collect the offering, you and your prayer partner, uh, after the service, how do you usually like to handle that? The traditional way has been an open Bible at the back. Uh, That's okay if that's what the pastor wants done, and that seems to be somewhat the preference way of doing it. The other way they do it is they just take up another offering specifically for the Gideons. And some churches do that. Each church has their own way of doing it. Whichever way they want to do it is is okay. I generally establish that fact before the church service even starts. I usually ask the pastor, how would you like to handle any offering, if if that's okay with you or whatever. That's uh, Then the pastor will say, well, uh, just stand in the back with the open Bible. It will work. Or, no, we're, we're going to take a separate offering for the Gideons today. And if that's what they do with it, I don't have to worry about standing in the back. I can stand in the back and greet people as they leave. I can ask uh, ask individuals questions about uh, what they do or something like that, and uh, I'm prospecting for membership uh, members as well at that time. But I also go to the church early and try and take in Sunday school so that I can prospect as well uh, and greet people as they're coming in and have information I can give to somebody that I, that is eligible. So, Sam, what do you think that we can do better at the camp level to prepare our speakers to be more effective? Well, I would like to use a little sense of humor here and say, speak softly and carry a big stick. But uh, that <laughs> we're not in a corporate world, we're in a ministry. And perhaps the best thing that individuals can do is to realize, number one, why they are speaking and what, they're, uh, what they need to be doing. And that our responsibility in this ministry is to get the word out to as many people as possible. And the only way we can do that is to hopefully generate as much revenue as possible in our presentation so that the word can go out to the people that are waiting for it. I'm really not sure. And motivation has to come from the individual. And perhaps maybe instead of just once a year, a training that maybe it's, uh, to me, there should be maybe another prep time and another time of emphasis on it before that time to get people ready to get uh, so they can go and qualify. 
If you could give one piece of advice to other speakers, just consolidating it down to one single item, what would that advice be? Well, I could maybe give a half a dozen of them, but one area that I think probably is the most is keep your whole presentation in prayer and offer it up to the Lord. Open up so the Holy Spirit can speak through you. Thanks for listening to the Gideon's Church Speaker Program. We hope you found it informative and inspirational. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on an upcoming episode, send me an email at sean.graver at gmail.com. That's S-E-A-N dot G-R-A-V-E-R at gmail.com or visit our website at www.tgispeaker.com and use the password TGI for access. Proverbs 9.9 says, Instruct the wise, and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning. See you next time.